This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, and it's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm editor-at-large and editorial cartoonist with Mississippi Today. You know, dance is a gift that can bring together uh, people together with creativity and music. And we have Mona Nicholas is here, and she has utilized that gift and shared it with others through her role as executive director of the USA International Ballet Competition. And she's done that since 2014. Boy, that went by fast. Uh, she's regarded as, which it's regarded as the Olympics of ballet. The event draws one of the largest crowds to the capital city and state every four years. She's in the studio today to discuss the year's competition, her love of dance, and her passion for the city of Jackson as well. We'll get to her in just a half a second. And I just want to say a couple things. Number one, Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show. I, I, you know, it's hard to believe this year is about halfway through, um, you know, and it's like you just get busy, you get your nose down, and sometimes you forget to just be grateful. And I just wanted to say thank you for coming in here every Monday and listening to our guests. Uh, the show, you know, it's been doing, we've been doing this for a few years, but a big difference in the show right now is because of this incredible producer that I have, Jermaine Flood. You're so sweet, Marshall. No, I, I just, folks, you just need to understand how this, this whole team thing works here a little bit. Um, she puts together the script um, in the sense that she gives me structures. I do the research, learn a yeah. little bit about the guest. Um, we kind of brainstorm between us. Most of the time, she's the one who finds a guest, but I'll come up with guests occasionally. Um <laughs> She is incredibly talented in her own right on the radio, if not more so than I'll ever be. So it's fun to work with her because she makes me better and makes me. So she's a joy to work with. Um, You get to hear her voice occasionally on there, but she is definitely the heartbeat of this show. Even though my name's on it, she's really the the, the heart of this thing. Thank you, Marsh. Yeah, I just want to get that out there. Um, uh, No, I'm not dying. And and no, you know. I, I, you know, I do not owe her money. You going through something? <sighs> yeah, no, I know. Well, since we have an open mic, I just want I know, to know. Right, I know, Go ahead. I know. No, yeah, actually, I'm depressed because Ted Lasso's over. I, I'd be at the first oh, thing. Oh, and you've watched every episode every of this episode season. seven times. I know you, know. you do. Yeah, I, you know, see, Mona's over here nodding, too. She gets it, too. You know, it was like the only little piece of decency you could see on TV. You're right. I would watch Succession, which is, there was no decency whatsoever in that show. And then we turn around and watch Ted Lasso, and I feel like that my palate was cleansed. Yeah. So. <laughs> you had a chaser. Yeah, be a goldfish, you know. <laughs> right. Forget about secession for thirty se- after thirty seconds. But uh, right. But yeah, no, no. So cool. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in withdrawal from Ted Lasso. Well, I, I am just in honor to be able to produce this show with you. Yeah, no, it's fun. Well, I, I mean, mean, coming up as a you know kid reading the newspaper. Oh, don't start that. Yeah, I remember reading your cartoons when I was three. Maybe, yeah. You were you were close to my age, somewhat. <laughs> Within a decade or two, you know. But I mean, it was just you know, it's I'm I'm very Ooh, grateful. I come bringing the gratitude, and you come in and just make me feel older than dirt. Marshall's older than me, everyone. No. Yes, I, according to my driver's license, you are correct. So, um, but yeah, it's an honor. It really is. Yeah, I got I got a chance by the way to uh, MC Pepsi Pops because you do a lot of MCing and yes. you know what that's like. And, yeah, and it was just such a beautiful night Friday night. Uh, of course, the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra did a great job. They always talk do about the temperature though. 
It wasn't that bad. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying. It was nice. There was a little bit of rain at the beginning part, yeah. like 15 drops. Yeah. And I was doing it with Maggie Wade, which- Of course. Which everybody- Okay, so there's like 3,000 people there, right? Every single one of them want to give her a hug. I, I want the- I mean, it's and, like literally- try, not you. No, it's like- try, No, they don't know who I am, but it's like they're trying- You're hanging out with Elvis, right? <laughs> right. So it was- um, But it was just a great night. Full moon over the reservoir, and it was very, uh, very nice evening as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, hey, without further ado, yeah. we got a great show ahead of us here, so we'll just go ahead and jump in. Mona Nicholas is here. Mona, um, you've done this since 2014, uh, but you've loved dance pretty much your whole life, haven't you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I started at a very young age, just like every little girl out there wanting to be a ballerina and a tap dancer and all of it, and I just fell in love with it. And luckily, I had a wonderful dance teacher, Deborah Franco from Vicksburg. And she saw that I loved it so much, and she allowed me to dance on the week. She opened up the studio on the weekends, on sun, Saturday and Sunday I was up there. Really? So the door was always open with her? Always open. Always open. And I was the last of four children, so my mother was glad for her to take me. <laughs> okay, so you're a mom. You have two girls. Uh, we have three boys. That last kid, especially when you start getting three and four, so you basically, as long as you were quiet, you could play in the street, right? That's right. Yeah, I understand. We got at one point, we realized there was no picture pictures of our third child up in the house I'm like oh we got it. we went and got a there are two another. of me I yeah. mean. <laughs> so so but anyway but your folks though they realized that you love dance and, and it wasn't one of those things they had to force you to do no yeah, and, nice. and it just came from within I really loved it and and I see now people just that you know filling their calendar up with their you know children activities yeah. you know you, it really has to come from them you know not from you if you really want to, them to love it and my parents, you know, didn't have a whole lot of money. And so it, it really was something that I really wanted to do. And they saw it and they made it made it happen. For and they me. made that sacrifice, too, because they're like, you know mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I mean, I took banjo lessons and they didn't stick. So I completely. <laughs> but it did. And you and you studied all different types of dance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what was your favorite? Well, I probably shouldn't say this since I'm the executive director of the International. But I do love ballet, and that is the foundation of all dance. Yes. And in order to take anything else, you're at Deborah Franco School of Dance in Vicksburg. You had to take ballet. Yeah. And um, but my favorite is tap. Tap. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! I love tap dancing. So at what point? I mean, you obviously you did it all through high school, and you you even danced through college too, didn't you? Yes, I worked my way through college. Somebody said you didn't go to Millsaps working your way through (laughs) college teaching ballet, but every Friday I would go to Rolling Fork, Mississippi, and teach ballet and tap to um, children there for my dance teacher. She had a satellite studio there. Um, but And then I was going to major in dance. I went on to Southern Mississippi and realized after I'd been there for a year, you know, i got to pay these student loans back and I'm not. Uh. So I went on and um, went into the corporate world for about 25 years. But I still, it was still in my heart. I loved dance. And so I volunteered for the IBC. I love that because, like I said, it's kind of the friends uh, group mm-hmm. that where they raise fun, funds and get volunteers and so forth. And I, so that was how you got literally your uh, dance shoe toe back into the game. Yeah. Well, when I was in college, my dance teacher introduced me to Thalia Mora. Yeah. Because she was in Thalia Mora's first company. 
And so she introduced me to her, and that was really great. And I heard about the competition, and I met some of the competitors. And so I started volunteering just a little bit that you know along the way because I could get a discount on a ticket. And But I got hooked. I loved it so much. And then um, as I got my first job and could afford some tickets of my own and found out about the wonderful volunteer group, like mm-hmm. anybody can volunteer, and it takes so many and – um, all volunteers are so appreciative. I mean, we are just so appreciative of everything that they do. And really, the volunteers are what sets our competition apart from the others, because volunteers just exude the Southern hospitality. And, uh, you know, the vol- the the competitors are so appreciative of it, and the coaches just uh, of all the assistance that they get, the good food that they get, and <laughs> everything Southern. Yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, folks, never do a radio show after Nick Wallace brings his food <laughs> into the studio, because we're both sitting here starved on that. <laughs> Let's go back to uh, Thalia Mara for a second. And unfortunately, now there's probably a generation that really doesn't know her outside of her name on the the, the hall, which believe me, needs to be rectified and needs to be corrected because she was a complete force of nature. She was. And I've always said that I think there's a whole maybe one or two generations that don't really even know what the USA International Ballet Competition is. We need to re-educate them because this is really remarkable that it is here in, in Jackson, Mississippi, and we are the official competition for the United States, yeah. by joint resolution of U.S. Congress, um, there are only other three other competitions in the world that are sister competitions that are at this magnitude. One is Varna, Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. One is Which Mos- is where it started, right? Right. It's mm-hmm. the oldest. Moscow, Russia, and Helsinki, Finland. And we're excited because we went to Helsinki a year ago, and now a delegation is going to come to our competition, and we're very excited that they will be here, and uh, we can have a meeting of the minds and talk about the the ways that we can make our competition even better. When people ask, why Jackson, Mississippi, that goes back to Thalia Mara. Yes, I always say, why not? Mississippi. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, if anybody knows anything about our arts and right. culture here in Mississippi, it makes all the sense in the world. And, but. and we know just how to do. Yes. You know, we are brought up entertaining our family, whether it be your family or guest or whatever. We want to make things nice. We want to make people feel comfortable. And that's exactly what we do. Yeah. Um, you know, Thalia Mara was, was the reason why it's here. She knew of other competitions around the world. She knew that people in Jackson and people in the South loved a competition because they disappeared out of her out of her studio uh, on Friday nights to go see a football game. And so she knew about these around the world and had lots of dance dignitary friends. So she got some arts minded individuals together, told them about it, got the governor at the time um, involved and also um the mayor, Dale Danks, was mm-hmm. the mayor, and they they went to town and won it for for Mississippi. There's two people in the world. I remember meeting Pat Summit, the coach at legendary basketball coach at the University of Tennessee, women's coach. And if she told me to do something, I would do it. I think if Thalia Mara told me to do something, I'd say yes, ma'am, and do it. You know, <laughs> right. she she just had a way of getting things done. But right. you know, she was from Chicago. She made her name in New York. Obviously, um, she was on the cover of Life magazine in 1947, which at that point, that's like about as famous as you're going to get in the United mm-hmm. States. She really. Why did she move to Jackson? Well. 
as I mentioned, a group of arts um, loving individuals, they decided that Jackson needed a professional ballet company. So they needed a director. They went in search of one, and that's where they found Thayamara. Yeah. And she, at the time, uh, had a studio, a dance school in New York. She was 65 years old. They talked her into moving to Jackson, and she did. <clears throat> and um, she really liked Jackson. She grew to really like it. Yeah. And so we're all thankful that she did move here. Uh, We will never forget what she had given to Jackson. And recently a book was written about her by Mm -hmm. Carolyn Brown. Uh, And it has just come out. And I believe they are having a um, on the 5th, they will be having a book signing at Lemuria. So if you would like to get an autographed copy, uh, please do go to Lemuria. But it's a beautiful book and it tells the life story. It has gorgeous pictures of Thaya when she was young. She was a flamenco dancer. Oh, wow. And um, quite a character. And uh, didn't you write the afterword on it? I did. Yeah. I did. So we got to throw that out there, too. You know, a little bit famous there. Let's uh, back to you real quick. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Like I said, you you did what I did. Uh, my dad said, oh, you want to be a cartoonist? Get a business degree. And I was like, why? He said, well, because if you, you know, there's going to be people who can do better than you, but you can always outsell them. You know, I think uh-huh. he basically was worried that I wouldn't be able to make a living on that. But you did that and you you had a good career for like 20 years with Siemens. Right. How did you, like I said, you start volunteering. How did they just, they kind of picked you to kind of be the successor because your predecessor had been in the role for three decades. That's right. She did an amazing job. And now every day I think, goodness gracious, how did she do that? For three decades. For three yeah. decades. Yeah. And she, you know, when she retired, um, I had been on board maybe for um, three months. <laughs> Really? There was no cookbook waiting for me. So I was going to ask, was there there wasn't a textbook or anything to or, Really not. Or, and luckily I had been involved, you know, for several competitions as a, a pretty high level chair for some of the volunteer um you know different jobs that you might yeah. do. So I had a backstage view of it. But really nothing would prepare you. Right. <laughs> So that really worked to my advantage because I was able to look at it with a fresh set of eyes and think, how could this be done better Uh, or just differently? Because I'm not saying better, but, um, you know, times change. Yes. And you've got to change with the times. So everything is, whether it be technology, I mean, think about it. I mean, they used to use fax machines to (laughs) fax changes in the schedule. Now we've got a cell phone and uh, just so many ways they they would, you know, blind mail thousands of copies to hope that it would reach a dancer to apply for this. Now it's all about social media. Yeah. You know, so um, things have changed so much. And even in the logistics of the whole organization, I came from a business world uh, with Siemens Healthcare in the um, I was all about lean management. That was my job, working and looking at laboratories and trying to lean out a process. And so when I came on board, I could see that. This competition needed to be lean, (laughs) meaning try to make everything in a straight line. They were going to rehearsal studios over at Jackson State, at the Ag Museum, at Ballet Mag, at Bellhaven. So there was a lot of transportation. It kind of looked like a spaghetti map. Um, So 
what we did is started utilizing the Jackson Convention Complex, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's right there it next door. It has a lot door. of space. It has a lot of space. And it's right next door to the um, Art Center, mm-hmm. where we already have some ballet studios, which is also right next door to Thayamara, where we have our performances, which is also right next door to the Weston, the beautiful Weston Hotel, which wasn't there until... 2018. So right there, I've got my straight line. Yeah. And so we started putting everything right there. So that naturally turned into the International Village. So it all made sense. And it really, really helped us. And it helped us in many ways because it made it easier for the competitors because many of them don't speak English. Yeah. And it also made it um, easier for our production staff. Because they're not having to go all over town transporting the competitors and the coaches and all of that. So things just got easier for us. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it got easier. Yeah, that's it's just fascinating just looking at your background, how this melding of your love of dance and your your business background all came together for you to get this job. I just mm-hmm. think that's cool. Well, and also I had to raise the money. Yes, yeah, that's and, a huge and, and part you had of experience it. doing that with the friends too. So right, and and I was a salesperson. Yeah, with Siemens, and this is sales. When I go ask for a sponsorship, it's basically a sales pitch. What would be your sales pitch to me right now? Saying okay. Well, to you, I know that you love Jackson. Yes, and I know that you love Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So if you want Mississippi and you want Jackson to be a better place. This is quality. This is artistic quality. And it brings in people from all over the world and puts us on the map in a good, positive note. Not to mention the over $12.5 million economic impact we generate every four years. So that's what I'd say to you. Yeah. Oh, here, let me get my checkbook out. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm not allowed to carry my checkbook. Never mind. So (laughs) nobody trusts me with the money on that for, for obvious reasons. Um. Seriously, though, I, look, folks, I mean, I just every four years I remember it came up and I've, I've done cartoons about it in the past and so forth. Um, but people just don't sometimes they forget just what a big deal. It's like literally having the Olympics in your in your town every four years it without is. having to build a stadium. So that's kind of nice. But. Well, we do have to build studios. Yeah. Which is big because we have to have about well, 16. You do. That's true, because I guess the space isn't. Yeah. 16 studios that will that. They can rehearse in and have competitor class, not to mention the stage. All of that has to have special flooring because uh, the flooring that a dancer is going to dance on has to be sprung so that they can not break their legs when they jump so high up in the air and land. When you're putting this on and and just talking about you planning it out and everything, you have four years basically to plan this out and you know what you need to do. But does things like about a year out, is that when it really starts getting busy? It gets busy during the competition. Like this time. So you're starting to plan for next time. We're starting to plan. I'm going to start looking for my next sponsors (laughs) during the competition because that's when everybody gets excited and we want to do better each year, each time that it's here. Um, So we start and we're also looking at what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? We, We survey everybody. 
um, there's so much that goes on. I mean, I, I brought an event guide for you to see. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's five pages long of all of the performances, all of the arts and lecture series that we have. We also have a dance school that takes place at the same time. People can go and watch the competitors take class. They can watch the dance school uh, take class there at Bellhaven. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that you can do besides going to the performances at night. You had daughters that loved to dance. And how cool was that for you as a mom to be able to take them to this event and for them to be able to see dancers of that caliber? I mean, I mean, that's what you because I remember my mom would introduce me to artists and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it was just it gave me aspirations. It gave me hope. Well, it it is very um, inspiring for them. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, one of my daughters is doing the social media for us right now. Nice. There you go. <laughs> They they are very proud. They yeah. my husband's very proud. He comes uh, to every every night of the competition, and he you know at first I don't think he'd ever even been to a ballet before, and now he would not miss a night. He keeps score. He is you know I'll I'll talk to him about it, and he'll say, oh I think competitor so and so from so and so is going to win, oh, wow. and a lot of the times he's right. So I mean it's you get hooked when you go because. Yeah. It is at such a high level that you've really never seen anything this good before. Yeah. I mean, literally in the best of the world. It's the best in the world. And they are training and um, they train every day, all day long, and they've been training for their whole life. So you need to see it. This is their moment in time. Yes, it is. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. And I tell you what, we got a great show today. Thank you for listening. We have Mona Nicholas in here. Um, she's the USA IBC Executive Director. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of what I just said and what that means, that is a pretty darn big deal here in Jackson, in Mississippi, and the United States. I'll be running from June 10th to the 24th, which means it's about going get to get going, which means that the first uh, athletes, the first dancers, are now arriving into town, correct? That's right. Today is registration. So the airport is going to be very busy with competitors coming in, and VIPs will be trickling in over the week, and um, they will go ahead and start all of their rehearsals and their uh, tech time on stage at Thalia All of that is starting to happen, and they live at Millsaps. I was going to ask, where's the Athletes Village at, I guess? Yeah, me. they live at Millsaps. Yeah. The coaches are there as well, and they are registering as we speak. Oh, fantastic. And so um, I know you're like on your 19th Diet Coke of the day or something <laughs> like that because right. you're just running on pure adrenaline at this point. But there's like you said, there's a lot of moving pieces and you couldn't do any of this without the amazing volunteers that you have. The amazing volunteers and the amazing sponsors that yes. we have. Yes. The sponsors are, are so critical um, and, and people don't mind you know, volunteering or sponsoring for the IBC Capital Orthopedic and New South Neurospine. They run our uh, medical clinic. We have a medical you clinic. Have, you mean you have an individual medical clinic for this? Yes. That's well, kind of cool. Well, if you think about it, these these are top athletes. Yeah. And they may come here hurt. They may get hurt while they're here. They have to have PT, physical therapy, every day. So we have a clinic set up at Millsaps in the athletic room and they have a gym there where they can uh, rehab 
And then at night, we have physicians in the audience and physical therapists in the back because they need to be, you know, their feet need to be wrapped. And God forbid that there may be an injury while on stage. That has happened before. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I would think that being at the level that they are, they want the best of care. And you do have great sponsors to be able to help that happen. Right. And again, I mentioned before what sets us apart, what makes us a favorite among all of the dancers. And it's things like this because we are there for them. We give them everything possible. I mean, all a dancer has to do is get accepted to come here and invited to come here. We had over 340 applications and we only accept 100. Wow. So it's... yeah, this is this is a huge deal. Like I said, they have, they know about it just because it happens every year, and and they know that this is a big deal. So they find you more or less. But they, like you said, social media, you advertise that way. You get out to the schools, and right? So forth. And and just because it's been going on since nineteen seventy nine, yeah. Some of our medalists are now artistic directors of famous companies. Or, oh wow! Yeah, so it, the word is spread. It's just the history and. Um, of the competition and how the longevity of it. It is, it is a really um, big and um, elite competition. And, and you touched on something last segment that I think is incredibly important. And a lot of people in Mississippi, we tend to not value this or play it down or whatever, but the hospitality aspect of what we do here in Mississippi. And I've seen that with races. I've seen that with all kinds of different events that we have. People just, they come from all across the country going, y'all are the nicest people I've ever met. And I well, get phone calls about yeah. that. You know, I'm going to buy tickets again and I'm going to bring friends here because I've never met anybody as nice as the people from Jackson, Mississippi. So um, keep it up. <laughs> when you train your volunteers, do you say be nice? Well, of course. And, but, I mean, they do, we, probably, they do that yeah. anyway. But um, one of the things that, um, again, sets us apart is we have something. Formerly, it was called a host family. We recently changed the name because it had a connotation that the competitor was going to come and live with you oh, yeah. while they were here. But yeah. they don't. Um, The name now is Competitor Ambassador. So we need a hundred of those. And what it is, is you give them, we we already give you the starter bag. You kind of give them little, it may be some fruit for their dorm room, or uh, you might want to buy them some flowers the day that they are going to um, perform. You are just there for them while they're here. Yeah. Maybe bring them a teddy bear. I mean, just a little stuffed moment, you know, animal that may be a memento of uh, Mississippi. That's incredible. That really is. And kind of make them feel like their mama's looking out for them. Right. Many of them are you know, maybe from Japan yeah. or China. And here they are in Jackson, Mississippi. And, and they're and they may only be 15 years old. So um, that's the other thing, too, is the fact they've been dancing since, I mean, for all those years and they're 15, but they're like, they've done literally the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours and then some. Right. Yeah. It's amazing to see what these young yeah. people can do and the artistry that's involved and the beautiful music. If you come out on opening night, we will have the Parade of Nations where each competitor will walk in carrying their flag. Yeah. We have over 17 countries represented. The symphony will play that night. Um, and then after the Parade of Nations and the introductions of everybody, 
after intermission, the Washington Ballet is going to perform. So that will be a really big treat for everyone to see. That is. How did you get them involved? Just... <clears throat> well, many of our medalists are from, yeah. uh, they dance with the Washington Ballet. I was about to say, that was one of those questions right as it came out of my mouth. I realized, oh, wait a minute, this is a very small community, and, and like you said. Right. Uh, they go on and dance with yeah. these, you know, we have we have former medalists and competitors that dance with the Joffrey Ballet, with New York City, with, with American Ballet Theater, with... English National Ballet, you, you name it. Well, this is like, uh, as Whitney Houston sang uh, about the 88 Seoul Korea Olympics. That's, see, that's how old I am. Um, <laughs> but one moment in time. This is they're technically their one moment because this is when they're going to get noticed. This is when they might win a medal. This is when they might win a, a scholarship. Who knows? Right. I mean, this is their moment. Many careers have been launched on the stage in Jackson, Mississippi, at Thyamara Hall. That's fantastic. That's really cool. You 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 talk about you talk about the number of volunteers. And when I saw the number, it's like seven to eight hundred volunteers. That's a lot of people. It is. Yeah, it's a lot of. That'll people. fill up a theater. I mean, right. And and we really cannot do it without them. What are some other things? Obviously, you have the ambassadors, which I think is a fantastic idea um, to make them feel at more at home. What are some other roles that the volunteers will do uh, to make this going? Because I know they literally are the, the oxygen that helps you get through this. Right. We have to have drivers to drive the VIPs around. Yeah. We also have to have ushers. Yeah. We have to have people who work in the merchandise sales. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the competitor ambassadors is a big thing. Um, so if you want to volunteer, you can go to our website at usaibc.com. And on the home page is a, at the very bottom. You can click on the volunteer button and put your name in. And it's not too late. I'm going to throw out Summer Nation's name. I don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah. Summer I've commented on my Facebook. Number one, that she's a big fan of yours. So that, Well, that, we're green ladies together at the St. Patty's Day Parade. Oh, she's amazing. I've known her for years. <laughs> such a such a talented art teacher. But she said she's volunteering and she's oh, very excited about it. So. Yes. So um, Rebecca Wilkerson, I'll give her a big shout out. Yeah. She's another art teacher at APAC. She is head of our transportation um, crew because it takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, you imagine all of the people flying in. We have to have people picking them up from the airport and then taking them back to the airport. Also, we have to have people work at information desk at the airport, at the hotel, at the convention center. So all of these are you know bodies that we need there to show people around, tell them the great restaurants that we have and give them directions to wherever to go shopping or whatever. So I was going to ask, what do they do in their free time? Or do they have any free time for the most part? <laughs> well, they do. Uh, well, the competitors don't have much free time. Yeah, okay. Um, but the parents who are okay. here yeah. and the, you know, the coaches are with the competitors making them rehearse and do their technical time and they're resting their bodies and being seen by the medical clinic. But other people have plenty of time. And yeah. Visit Jackson has been a big sponsor, and they're there to help us um, show them other places. Because on a dark day, what a dark day means is there is no performance okay. at night. We're still in the, in the theater rehearsing. But that will give people 
a time to go and visit our great state. They may want to go to Vicksburg and see the big river. Or look, at they, you, look at you promoting the hometown. Uh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> but I love other places. Okay. Cleveland, <laughs> to see the Grammy Museum and the Sculpture Garden there at the Matthews Sanders yeah. um, Sculpture Garden. And Natchez is wonderful. And if they maybe drive on down to New Orleans, we're just in a great location where people can come and see a lot. Wow. Wow. On that, of course, you know, this is coming up. It's going to be June 10th. It's going to get started. You know, obviously, um, you need to get tushes in the seat. Yes. Yeah. See, we use that word, tush. Yes. Okay. The family radio show. I want to make sure that's not not like Ted Lasso. But anyway, (laughs) um, but like I said, ticket sales and everything, how can folks get a hold of tickets? Because that's really important as well. You can go to our website and buy, if you if you feel comfortable with the computer, at usaibc.com forward slash attend. Yeah. There will be a list of everything there is to do in the performances. You can buy a ticket right there, or you can visit our box office, which is at Thayamara Hall. They're moving in there today. You can also call the box office at 601 973 Nine two four nine, and tickets vary anywhere. If you want catch a matinee during the round one, it's as low as fifteen dollars. Uh, own up to the very best seat in the house for just eighty five dollars. Wow, that's not bad. It's not bad when you for all that you see. Right, right, and like I said, I remember. I was we were talking a little bit before the show started. I remember the first time taking my son to go see an NBA game, and when you see these dancers live you just realize how amazingly talented they are and it's just it's something that you're just it blows your mind almost it really is and there's more to do besides just go to the performances i'm just looking at our event guide because it's almost impossible for me to to recite it all but there's a um tutu fashion show happening at the Westin. there's an autograph party happening at jcc the jackson convention complex uh, we have a teacher training program with the Royal Ballet School is coming from London to do that. Really? So any dance teachers out there that want to participate in that, it's not too late. Um, and the dance school will have a showcase there at Bellhaven. The list goes on. So I yeah. encourage you to look at the list there in um, on our website. That's great on that. You know, I was looking at the judges and where they're all from. I mean, literally almost every continent except for, you know, obviously Antarctica. I don't think you have a penguin as one of the judges. <laughs> but, I mean, literally it's from all around the world. It's just incredible. It is. So. It is. And in our arts and lecture series at at the Jackson Convention Complex is also available. Um, and even our sculpture artist from New York will be here to talk about his inspiration of Dancer 12 that's outside of Thalia Hall right now. Great. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey from Mississippi Today. We've got a great show today. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I, it's been fun on this end. i got to tell you that much. We have USA IBC Executive Director Mona Nicholas here. Uh, we've been talking all about the upcoming international ballet competition. Folks, i, I got to tell you, if you're just tuning in, this is a big, big darn deal. And not only Mississippi, but the United States and the world as well. This is like the Olympics coming here every four years. Uh, we're going to have world-class athletes coming in, competing for medals, for money, for fame. Um, and many people's careers are going to be launched in the next 14 days here in Jackson, Mississippi. It's just an incredible event. Of course, it was brought here by the incredible Thalia Mara, you know, somebody who 
uh, left such a huge stamp on Mississippi when it came to arts and culture. And, you know, it's more than just Thalia Hall. That said, we can bring up Thalia Hall in the Arts Center. There's been a lot of renovating and a lot of updating. And so the nice thing is, is that everything is freshened up and is going to have a nice face and be nice. It, it, almost like me on Sunday, I'll, you know, when I actually dress up for church. <laughs> We're going to look good and everything's pretty much running and everything's going to be fine, right? Yes. yes. I, I mean, we can thank the state of Mississippi for the the gift that they gave to the city to prepare for um, this big event that we're going to have, our 12th competition. We've got to look good for all of our yeah. visitors that will be here from around, literally around the world. Um, the city of Jackson has worked very hard uh, on not only Thayamara, which looks great. If you haven't seen it, you need to go by. They have re-landscaped. They have put new lighting out. They have painted. It looks fantastic. And don't forget to look at our new sculpture donated by, um, commissioned by um, Downtown Jackson Partners. Everything looks fantastic there. You'll see all the flags flying uh, proudly. They're still putting final touches on it. But also the art center. The art center was just in terrible shape. But we utilized that during the uh, competition. You know, for a while there, the air conditioner was broken. Yeah. And all of the arts um, arts organizations that are housed there, the symphony, the opera, um, Arts for All, the Muslim Museum, us, Valley, Mississippi, we had to move out because it was so hot. Oh, yeah. And literally for a year and a half, we had to move out. Then we moved back in, and because the it really wasn't working properly, we had to move out again. So a lot was happening, but they fixed it. They are work, they are still putting the final touches on it, but it looks fantastic. And I really want to to thank the city of Jackson for making that happen. They have been wonderful, and um, it took a while, but we're getting it done, and it's going to be finished. Um, they've been really um, great to work with, and uh, I appreciate it very much. You had mentioned the economic impact earlier, and uh, I think that's a pretty good incentive to get busy and get everything fixed. Exactly. Yeah. I wish we had started a little bit sooner, but <laughs> oh, what stress! You know, <laughs> was a little stress. Yeah, but it was an obstacle, and it took time to move in and out. <clears throat> so, so what you know? There's a couple more things I think we need to cover before we go. And like I said, this this I really don't want to go. This has been a great conversation. Um, number one, what is your next two weeks going to look like? Well, I will. <clears throat> excuse me. I will move into the Weston. Yes. Uh, because there's no time to go drive home <laughs> and drive back. I will move into the Weston. We will. Um, be entertaining our dance dignitaries. As I mentioned, Helsinki International Ballet Competition will be coming. We will be um, hosting the dancers and the competitors. Our jury will be here. We will have to host them. I will be working with our board members. So day in, day out for two solid weeks, really three, because we're starting today, are going to be completely devoted to the uh, competition. So it's going to be a combination. You're going to be eating box lunches and fine dining, kind of, because well, you, you're going to be taking people to re all the great restaurants right. that we have in Jackson. Or at midnight when I'm still over at the office at the city center, 
I will be eating potato chips. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever I can find. Exactly. And lots of Diet Cokes on right. as well. You know, there is also a component that, you know, the kids are going to benefit, the students that, you know, like we'd mentioned how great it is that parents can take their, their kids to watch this. But there's actually some programming, too, that helps interact with kids and dancers and so forth. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the USA IBC is now its 20th year of sponsoring the City Dance Program. This is a program that gives Jackson Public School children ages 7 to 12 years old weekly ballet lessons at no charge. We have auditions every um, September, the Saturday after Labor Day. Once um, they are in the program, we give them leotards, tights, and shoes at no charge, and they come to the Art Center and take lessons. Um, David Carey at Ballet Mississippi Mm -hmm. is kind enough to offer them tickets to the Nutcracker, so they are able to go to Thayamara to see that. We, uh, Rebecca Wilkerson comes in and does an art project with them. So, and at the end, in May, they have a spring recital. All of this is at no charge to them. It is a wonderful program, and our goal is to inspire the love of the arts through dance. Have you had any of the students go on to actually become dancers? Oh, I have an amazing story. A young lady who started as a city dancer Mm -hmm. and went all the way through the program then was able to go into the APAC program as uh, a dancer and then has just graduated from University of Southern Mississippi in dance, and now she is the assistant administrator to the dance school for the IBC. So that is a full circle story of success. That's got to make your heart just... It really does, and she is a wonderful young lady, and we're very, very proud of her. Uh, This is a wonderful program, and uh, one of the things that they will get to do is go to a matinee program a matinee performance. Mm-hmm. The Lynx organization of um, Greater Jackson is um, going to give them a reception on the mezzanine, and we are going to have uh, Lauren Anderson, one of our jurors, come and talk to them to also offer some bits of inspiration. So this isn't just a, a wonderful event that's going to be happening in Jackson. This is going to be like literally something that's going to ripple outward into the community and make us better from for years to come for years yeah. to come yeah and so like i said before you're already planning your next one um this is your third one you've been involved with this is the what the second one that you've been in charge on mm-hmm. talk about some of the biggest challenges and obstacles that you've had over the last um three <laughs> three <laughs> events well the this go round, of course the pandemic Because normally our event happens every four years, but because of the pandemic, we had to delay a year. Yeah, Uh, we had a Zoom call with that's another. You you, you can't do a a, a competition over Zoom, right? Right. (laughs) right. Well, we had a Zoom call with our sister competitions in Varna, Bulgaria, Helsinki, Finland, and Moscow, and because they had to cancel their events. Yeah. But they all decided they wanted to have it in 2022, which was originally our year. And that just was not going to work because the pool of elite dancers is not that big. Right. So that would have diluted the 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 quality of our dancers that we would have gotten. Yeah. So we volunteered to delay, and that was really the best move. 
because it gave the time for the travel industry to recalibrate. It also gave us time to raise more money because we needed it. And um, so that has been a challenge, but it actually worked out better for us. Also, the war in Ukraine has hurt us. It has hurt our relationship. I was going to ask about Moscow. Right, right. So we took the stance of what the Olympics do, and so um, we don't have any competitors from Moscow. Mm. And, you know, that's just been a really sad thing for for us. And also just the economy. Yeah. So a lot of challenges. A lot of challenges. But But it's going to be the best. Exactly. Challenges make things i look at it as an opportunity not not a um a detriment well that's when you can put on your business hat and you're just looking for opportunities that's right you know and to change things for the better how how have things changed you know since even since you've been doing it but since i mean obviously you you mentioned that you you now promote via social media you don't have to fax things and stuff like that we have zoom we we can we have a zoom call with so the world's gotten smaller Right. And um, we're working very hard to, to uh, as I mentioned, Helsinki will be here, to really just have talks like that of ways we can strengthen our our um, our competition. Yeah. So um, but things have changed. You know, we we try to streamline everything that we can uh, with fewer people because there are not that many people out there. Um, you know, volunteers are actually a hard thing to get these days. Yeah, everybody's so busy. But They're the, so busy with their jobs. and. But this sounds like it's incredibly rewarding. It's it, very fun. Yeah. It is very fun. I promise you, you'll want to do it again. And you get a T-shirt. Uh, there you go. T-shirt. Can't beat that. Um, let's go ahead. We got about a minute and a half. Just to go ahead and talk. tell us a little bit how we can find either volunteer or get tickets or be part of this. And when it gets kicked off, just some of the details. Okay, um, go to our website at usaibc.com. To get tickets, go to forward slash attend, or there's a button up there you can press attend. Or you can call 601-973-9249, or if you're downtown, walk over to the box office and buy a ticket starting tomorrow. The box office hours are from 10 to 4. Uh, volunteer also is also on our website. You just go to our homepage, go to the volunteer button, and um, pick out what you want to do. We we need you, please. Yeah, I, I tell you, I had the blessing for 22 years to work across the street from Thalia Mara, and so it's just always so exciting when this comes to town because it just brings so much energy, and it's it really shows off Mississippi in such a good light. And I, and I just want to say thank you for all your hard work that you're putting into it because I know this has uh, been a been a challenge, especially like you said with the pandemic and everything. But you you seem like you're pretty relaxed right now. <laughs> it's a weird feeling because I, I remember in 2018. Everybody says, you're so relaxed. I think it just, that's all you can do. It's right. either fall down and faint or just enjoy. But but you have a great you, medical staff in case you do fall do. down and faint. So that's the good news. <laughs> but I promise it, it is going to be so good. And I, I'm really excited about it. We have a new sprung floor uh, there at um, Thalia Mara for the dancers that was donated by the Hederman Foundation. And that's really a big plus that's huge new yeah. lighting uh for the stage so it's going to be a fantastic show any last thoughts buy a ticket i promise you'll buy two 
Ooh, I like that. That's a great last thought. All right. Well, I tell you what, this has been a great show. Like I said, this is coming up. It starts on uh, June 10th. It'll run until June 24th. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Every opportunity I can have to say how much I love the IBC. What's the one moment you're looking forward to the most in the next two weeks? When they light the torch at opening ceremony. That's going to be awesome. Mona, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. And I want to thank you for listening and a special thanks once again to our guest, Mona Nicholas, for joining us today. And if you'd like to hear this or any past episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or on our MPB public media app. Now You're Talking is produced by the great Jermaine Flood. Join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. I'm Marshall Ramsey. Y'all have a fantastic week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.